0: listening to the top music guitar podcast the show for guitar teachers to learn about the craft of teaching great guitar lessons that students love if you're looking to start or expand your studio and make guitar teaching your full-time dream job you've come to the right place each week you'll get to hear from some of the top guitar teachers from around the globe and get their best tips and experiences so you too can build your own dream studio i'm your host michael and i've founded one of the top guitar schools in australia written a best-selling curriculum and i mentor guitar teachers I'm excited to share my expertise with you and the wisdom of all the experts we interview. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Top Music Guitar Teaching Podcasts. Before we dive into today's episode, which again, as always, I've got a real treat for you today, I just want to let you know that we've got our 50th episode coming up. And to help us celebrate our 50th episode, we want to hear from you and get you on the podcast. So if you're a guitar teacher and you want to share a guitar teaching tip, then at the bottom of this email or podcast or wherever you're listening, what you want to be doing is clicking that link and submitting one of your guitar teaching tips either as a written tip, an audio file, or a video file. So we're only a few episodes away. The deadline for completion is the middle of April, 15th of April. If you can get your guitar teaching tip into me before then, you'll get featured on the podcast. So looking forward to helping us celebrate that 50th podcast episode there. Now, to the present moment here, we've got somebody who is a digital marketing expert. He works with people in all fields, but has a music school background. He's got a wealth of knowledge on SEO and Google AdWords and a number of different online marketing tactics. And that is Chris Hickel. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure uh, that we sort of stumbled across each other uh, on Facebook, uh, doing some outreach and trying to find each other uh, there. And the fact that you're a wealth of knowledge on this topic when we were having a chat, I just thought it'd be a fantastic thing to have you on the podcast and, and share with our listeners. So thanks so much for coming on board.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to do it. I I love helping out um music schools and creative arts businesses. Um there's not enough art in this world and I love being able to help make it be a bigger part of this world. Um and I like helping businesses too. So that's a, a great combination.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Now can you give the audience a brief overview of your background? I understand you helped out uh, with your wife's music school. You partnered with your wife and you had a family-run music business and you were responsible on the running of the business rather than the teaching. And then you've somehow transitioned out of the school and now do the digital marketing uh, for yourself and help guitar teachers, music teachers all around the world. So, yeah, I'll pass it to you.
1: Perfect. Yeah, so my wife started teaching piano lessons when she was in college, um, actually maybe even in a little bit in high school and started teaching in college to help pay for college and to pay for tuition and all that kind of good stuff. And then we got married when I don't know, she was uh, halfway through college. And she was like, I can't do all of this. I'm in college. I'm starting to teach. And she had hired a, one other teacher to teach for her because she had such a big waiting list. She's like, I need your help. I need you to help me figure out some of this stuff. And I, I'm a self-professed nerd and I'm okay with that. I don't have any problems being labeled <laughs> in that way. And so I figured out how to do some of the billing stuff. And we just started slowly making our way through everything. Well, then once websites became like a thing that businesses of all sizes needed to have, um, we started to dive into that and to figure that out. And, you know, what are we going to put on here? What are we going to do? And then um, it had been a few years. It's probably been uh, about 14 or 15 years ago now. So we had probably been in business for 7, eight, nine, 10 years. We heard about SEO. We're like, what in the world is SEO? <laughs> We've just got to figure this out. And so we tried to figure that out and tried to help our business grow. All of that, and our business did grow. We had a music school. We taught, um, you know, all the basic piano, guitar, voice, violin, bass, drums, that type of stuff, and grew to the point where I could quit my job. I was actually a pastor for 15 years prior to being able to quit that to become full-time working uh, with my wife to run our music school. We had grown it to the point where it could afford to afford our family. And then we did that. And then we realized uh, me not being a musician or a teacher to be able to help out in that way. We're like, all right, there's not enough to do. (laughs) I'm going to be really bored and I need something to keep my mind busy. And so I um, started helping out other businesses with business related stuff. And then, we got hooked up with um, uh, another group similar to what you're doing here, and the uh, guy that was in charge, the coach, whatever he was, was like, "Hey, can you please help out other people in my program with their websites, with getting them online, and all this kind of stuff?" I was like, "Sure, I can. I can do that." And so we just slowly started diving into that, and um, I loved it. I was like, "Oh." this is even better than running the music school. I love being able to help lots of people, not just helping myself and growing this for for my family. I love being able to do this for and to be able to help lots of families. And so that's where we really got into it. We started in about 2013. So we're coming up on 10 years now that we started um, this side of our business. And then um, in about 2018 or 2019, my wife was like, all right, I want to sell the music school. She had started doing some business coaching and consulting and it opened up a virtual assistant Academy and was like, I, that's what I want to focus on. You're having more fun running the online marketing business than running the school. Let's start talking about this. And then uh, COVID pushed us over the edge and we found a buyer for our music school in the middle of COVID and sold in September of 2020 and um, have been full-time, dedicating all of our time and energy into helping other businesses achieve online marketing success like we did in um, growing our music school, our music school before COVID, of course, all the numbers changed once COVID hit, but we had 597 students. It was our highest number that we had gotten to. And, um, we're bringing in almost a million dollars a year in tuition. And, um, I want to help other people, do the same, to be able to help provide for their families and other teachers and lots of students and all that kind of great stuff.
0: Yeah, that's an amazing story and an amazing journey over a number of years. And I, I just uh, can't believe you got out uh, in the middle of COVID and hopefully did well for yourself in terms of that.
1: It probably wasn't the best choice or the best timing to, to do it. Um, but yeah, it, it allowed us to do some different things um, to be able to then focus all of our energy and put some more marketing dollars behind what we're doing here and, you know, just continue to grow and continue to to help as many, as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And I think that, uh, message that you got helping as many people as possible. I definitely know, uh, part of the reason why I'm doing the coaching with the teaching and the business side of things is, yeah, I could do it for myself and I can teach some people guitar, but there's only so many people I can help. Whereas if I, get into helping people with their, with their marketing, with their teaching skills, you can have a much bigger effect on the broader guitar playing community or business community or whatever it is, whichever field you're in. So that message definitely resonates with me as well. Now I was going to ask generally, you know, we interview guitar teachers and say, well, how did you transition from a teacher into kind of like a business owner? Obviously you came in from the business owner, but maybe what was the difference between being a pastor where I guess in a way you are a teacher and you still nurture and you've got your congregation to look after. So was there a a change in your own mindset or or personality or approach when you went from your role as a pastor to the business owner?
1: Yeah. So I really wanted to keep who I was in being a part of uh, the music school or sorry, being and helping out people with the online marketing and the relationship building and everything. And, um, you know, making sure that I'm doing what's best for each one of my clients. So, you know, especially at first when we were just building um everything, you know, it was a lot of a lot of communication and making sure that I'm supporting those business owners in the way that they should be so that they needed to be supported. We named our company Never Alone Business Services because being the business owner can feel very, very alone and you're like, who's out there who can i go to 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 for help who can be come alongside me and help me out as i'm trying to get through this uh through this journey of being a business owner and so that's what i really we really wanted to do and bringing in my background obviously it's completely different you know there's no bible teaching when it comes to online marketing but the relationship building and making sure that you know, we're taking care of all of our clients to the best of our ability um, is really what we try to do. You know, customer service is huge for us, and it was just like it was with our music school. We wanted to be the you know the best customer service possible, and we want to transition that into um, our online marketing business. And so, um, I have people that help me out. I'm not the only one that does everything. My daughter-in-law um helps out answering emails and making sure that I stay on top of all of my tasks and is really great with that customer uh service stuff while I'm busy in the back end being a nerd and building websites and doing SEO and all that kind of stuff and then both my boys actually work for us as well so um one helps out with building websites and another is helping out with sales so it's been a kind of a crazy journey of you know where we've gone over the past 10 to 15 years but it's been it's been a lot of fun
0: yeah that's amazing and the fact that you've built obviously started with a music school which obviously provided for you and your wife and your family and you've been able to transition out of that into another business which has got the whole team on board by the sounds of thing it's i think it's a really amazing thing you've done
1: yeah it's it's been a lot of fun i love being able to provide for my family and, you know, now extending out both my sons are married and helping to provide for their families. And, you know, it's it's always the dream to have a family business where we all work together and, you know, we don't see each other because it's virtual. Uh, We live within 15 minutes of each other, but we're all working in our own offices because it's just uh, a virtual business. But, um, you know, we're all working together. We're communicating all the time and, yeah, it's, it's a huge joy for my wife and I to be able to have grown something that, you know, because none of my kids are musicians to the point where they could have been teachers or anything at the music school. And not many of my kids wanted to work the front desk either. So it wasn't really an exciting thing that they wanted to be a part of there. So, um, yeah, we really enjoyed working together as a family.
0: That's fantastic. Now, you mentioned before that you started getting interested in SEO and websites and all these things uh, in the early or, or mid 2000s. So, for our listeners who aren't quite sure, can you tell us what SEO is and what it means and everything behind it?
1: Yeah. So, SEO, for those of you that don't know, just stands for search engine optimization. It's just making sure that the search engines, and in particular, Google, really understand what your site is about, what service you offer and then where you offer that service. You know, we talk about Google all the time. It is, you know, the giant gorilla in the search engine world. And what's kind of cool is whatever Google does, all the rest of the search engines kind of fall in line. And so if you show up at the top on Google, you're going to show up at the top on all the other search engines too. But what it is, is it's just really making sure that the structure of your website and the content of your website and all that kind of stuff is all pointing towards what it is that you do, what it is that you offer and where that you offer it, you know, for, you know, and now the world is kind of changing in the music school world where we can, you know, offer the virtual lessons and literally teach anybody from any other part of the world. It doesn't really matter, but the majority of us are going to find the most success in Students in our local area, even if it is online, it's just super easy to attract and maintain, and you know to be able to have the recitals and the performances and that type of a thing. When you're in a when you're in a small confined area, you know of you know a few cities around you, and so um, that's the main thing is just making sure that Google understands what it is that you do and where it is that you do it.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And what was your business like before? discovering SEO and after becoming an SEO expert and implementing that if we, if we go back in time?
1: Yeah. So our business was 100% based on referrals back then. And we're talking pre-Facebook when we discovered this or right at the beginning of Facebook and you know no one was really advertising except for the big companies on there. And so there was no way for anyone to find us outside of referrals. And so we had a a small, thriving music school. We had about 70, 75 students. Had a few teachers working for us. We were leasing space from a ballet studio. We just had like three rooms in the back of the ballet studio. But it was slow growing. You know, no one was finding us. They had to talk to somebody that was, was one of our students or one of our former students or something in order to be able to find us. And then once we figured out SEO and were able to get our website to start showing up at the top when people were searching for piano lessons, and that's how we started with just piano lessons, and we slowly started adding the other instruments. But when someone was searching for piano lessons, when they were starting to find us, and all of a sudden, we were getting phone calls from people that had no idea who we were, they had no idea where we were necessarily located and they were just like hey we want piano lessons and you know or we want guitar lessons or whatever it is and it was just all of a sudden this slow drip of students coming in and you know as we continued to grow and continue, we got our own space and started adding all the instruments and everything that slow drip just turned into you know a waterfall of people continuing to find us over and over and over again and that was really the thing that catapulted us into the success that we had. Of course, we did all different kinds of marketing, but always, no matter what other marketing we did, no matter how much money we spent anywhere else, the number one way that people found us every single month was by Google. It didn't matter, you know, we did, we spent thousands of dollars on Facebook ads, we did direct mails, we did everything. And still the number one reason that people found us was because of Google. And so it just it was, it, it's what made our business what it was, was figuring out SEO, Google ads, that type of thing.
0: Yeah. And I always tell my clients, like the number one piece of real estate you can get is that number one Google ranking. It's like, it doesn't matter where your physical location is, more people are going to drive past on Google than they are on you know Mayfair on the main road <laughs> in your local town. So it's absolutely paramount getting a good ranking on Google. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how important is SEO in 2023?
1: I think it's vital. SEO and doing everything with search engine optimization accounts for two-thirds of that search results page. You know, you've got the Google ads that appear up at the top. There's usually three listings. I've seen up to four at times. And then you've got the maps, which is part of search engine optimization is making sure that that's optimized as well. And then you've got those listings below that. Google's kind of changing how they're doing things. They only used to list 10 on, fir- on the first page. Now they are in some places not having pages. You can just kind of scroll on forever and it just, you can, but of course nobody does, right? They're just gonna, they're looking at those top, top few, but it's still even with those, you know, you've got 10 listings and then the map section that accounts for two thirds of that page. And But it takes up way more of that real estate. You know, the ads only take up a small portion of the real estate on that search results page. And then the map section is bigger than than the ads. And then the organic listings are even bigger than the map section. So it's super, super important. And there are a lot of people that refuse to click on ads that just want to scroll down for businesses like uh, like ours where people are coming to you they want to see that maps listing where is this place how how far am i going to have to drive oh i've actually driven by that oh that's near my other other kids karate studio or dance place or whatever it is and so they you can they can start to picture where that is or if you have an in-home studio oh that's over by sally that's oh you know so people can get that visual people really want to know that and then those organic listings, people still take those so seriously. It's, I mean, obviously I'm a uh, I'm a marketer, and so I tend to just skip past the ads because I kind of know what they're doing with the ads. And I love Google Ads too. We'll get to that <laughs> in a little bit. I'm guessing, um, but I, I love Google Ads too. But I want to see the actual search results. I don't want to go to some goofy landing page. I don't want to go whatever. I want to go to somebody's website. I want to f- see who they are. I want to see what they do, you know, give a little bit more information about what's happening with that business. And so I do help lots of businesses with SEO from, you know, I've got a guy that does uh, window tinting to an HVAC company, uh, painting companies, and then music schools as well. And all of them are seeing drastic increases in the amounts of people that are coming to them by Google because now they're starting to show up, even if they were on page one, but at the bottom of page one, but now they're up at the top of page one and people are really starting to find them and click on their websites and starting to really get traction with their businesses. So I, I was, I've kind of gone back and forth. SEO used to be my big thing. And then I went to, to Google ads and now I'm, I'm going back towards SEO because I'm just seeing the value but I'm kind of trying to stay in the middle with it because I see the value on both sides. Because if you can dominate all three sections of that Google search results page, kind of no stopping you, you know, when you're on the top everywhere there.
0: That's it. And I think that's a really important point to make is, yeah, if you, it's easy to pay your way to the top and just go straight to the Google ads. But just like yourself, I'd never click on the ads, always go to the first couple of natural results and then potentially the maps as well. So yeah, it's really, really important to have all bases covered for all sort of personality types and all all people looking there. So yeah, very interesting and and great to hear that um, we're sort of on the same page with that one there. (laughs) Now, what are some, and I know, depending on our listeners, whether they've got zero experience with SEO or whether they've got a bit of experience or might even be quite advanced with it, the, the answers are always going to be different. But what are some important things people can do on their website to optimize for SEO?
1: There's really three things or two things that I, that I would kind of say that need to be done on your website and one that's done off of your website. But the first and, first and foremost thing that, that we do for our clients and that everybody should do is you need to try to match your page title with your heading tag on the you're uh, in the content of your website. So the page title is what shows up in the little tab up at the top when you've got you know all of your tabs open. That's what shows up right there. So for guitar teachers, you know, you would want to put you know guitar lessons in uh, I'm in I'm in Elk River is the name of the town that I'm in. Guitar lessons Elk River or Elk River guitar lessons or something like that. Make sure that matches and put your business name on there too. It's always good. Google likes to see that. And then uh, in your website builder, you can create a heading and you, most website builders allow you to say, I want this to be a heading one or a heading two or H1, H2, H3, however your, every website's a little bit bigger, but you want to match what you put in the page title with that H1. So the H1 is the one that's the most important. So if you put Elk River Guitar Lessons or Elk River Guitar Teacher, you want your heading title to be elk river guitar lessons or elk river guitar teacher and make sure that those really that those match what that does is that just tells google when they're looking at every page of your site and side note every page should be different so if you've got a page that's elk river guitar lessons create another page you know if you're a solo teacher that's elk river guitar teacher and write it as an about page telling about who you are and everything having all that. But what that does when Google comes and looks at your page, those are some of the first things that Google sees. And then they scroll down through the back end of your site and says, what does the content say? Does the content then match what you said this page was about? So that's the second part is kind of making sure that, you know, your page title, your header, and then the content, all points to all of that. And then the second thing that I'm going to say all of, a bunch of you are going to roll your eyes and be like, "No, I don't want to do this. This sounds ridiculous." But start a blog. Blogging about lessons is actually so easy, and you know, you just give a single little tip. You know, three ways to help out with 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 practicing at home. You know, write two, three, you know, three four hundred words at least three hundred words in in a blog, and then link that blog to a page on your website. And that just gives Google so much content to look at. That's one of the ranking factors Google looks at is how much content does this website have versus this website, man, all things are being, are equal. they they've all done all these other things to, to help themselves out. But this website has 45 pages and this website has four. Well, obviously this website that has 45 pages is a lot more valuable, has a lot more information, has a lot more resources, Google says, I'm going to rank them a little bit higher. So that blog is super important. Don't overstress about it. Don't think, oh, I got to start blogging every day or I've got to start blogging every week. Just start. Just start getting some of that extra content on your site. It helps immensely. And when when you're constantly writing about guitar lessons or how to pick a guitar teacher or you know, what guitar method books you like to use, or what are the best songs to start with, whatever, just make it super simple, super easy, and start to write some of that content on there. And then the last thing that I would say that that will help out so much is optimizing your Google business profile. That's what is in that map section of the search results page is your Google business profile. And optimize that with Everything that you can. If it asks, answer it. If it says, give us a description, give a description. Give them some content to put in there. If it asks, do you have gender neutral bathrooms? If you've got whatever it is and you're teaching out of your home, yep, gender neutral bathrooms right there. You know, just give, answer as many questions as possible. Fill out everything. When it asks for pictures, take pictures with your cell phone. Google is actually can see the geolocation of the pictures uh, that you take with your cell phone. And they're like, oh, that was taken at the address that this business is at. It's not a stock photo it's or whatever. And Google likes real, real pictures. So take pictures of yourself with your cell phone of your lesson room, even if it's in your home, even no matter where it is. If you've got a studio space, awesome. Take pictures all around there, the waiting room, everything. If you're teaching in your home, take a picture of your front door, take a picture so people can see that. And then so they're like, oh, yeah, I'm in the right place. But then take a picture of where you teach your lessons so that people can see what that is all going to be about. I, I would say 25% of the businesses that I help out with search engine optimization have their Google business profile in a good place and 75% don't. And just by doing that is going to help immensely in getting you ranked above other people. You'll notice that there are people that have zero reviews that are coming up in the first match listing, and the guy below that has eighty reviews. And you're like, "How does this make any sense?" It's because the guy that has eighty reviews hasn't optimized his at all. And so, just doing that optimization. And I know everything that I'm saying takes time, and it takes energy, it takes. All right, (laughs) I. Been teaching all day, and I just put the kids to bed. Spend thirty minutes and just start plugging away at this stuff, and I, I it it will make a big difference. I promise.
0: Yeah, and it's worth pointing out that it's all for free as well. So
1: it is. It's like, That's that is the best part. <laughs> Absolutely, you,
0: you would be crazy not to do it. And I, I know a lot of people don't do it out of ignorance, and it can be a big scary world, especially if you're you know not super tech savvy. But the way It's set up. You really don't need to know that much about computers or Google or SEO to simply create a profile. And as you worded it, it's asking you for the information. You've just got to tell it what it is.
1: Yeah. You don't have to figure out what should I put here? What should I put there? It, when it says, what are the services that you offer? Oh, I offered guitar lessons. Bam, done. You know, you don't have to come up with the, like on a website, you're staring at a blank screen. Google Business Profile has everything. It just asks all the questions that you could possibly want and just just answer them and just go through there and take the time to, to get that done. And it, it will be beneficial. I promise you that 30 minutes, that hour that you spend on that um, will be a big benefit in getting you to climb that maps listing. Awesome.
0: Now I want to dive a little bit deeper and I hope my listeners have written down everything you've just said because it's absolute gold and very, very valuable stuff. Again, 80 20 principle. This is the 20% of things you do that gives you 80% results and massive leverage. If you can get to that top three spots on Google ranking natu- uh, uh, the, naturally without having to pay money, and you're getting people calling you every hour of every day for free, that's money you don't have to spend on marketing or money you can save and then reinvest into the Google ads and, and things like that, which we'll hopefully get to soon. But I'm going to hijack my own podcast and dive a little bit deeper and ask a little bit more of a Uh, A a question for myself about the SEO. When it comes to, um, I don't know if agency is the right word, but there's platforms uh, like maybe Thumbtack or Gumtree or Super Prof, I think is another new one, or any sort of teacher directory where there might be, you might type in guitar teacher and a directory with a thousand other local teachers in your city comes up. They obviously have thousands and thousands of people registered and they rank quite highly. So how do you go about beating out some of these registry kind of websites and ranking above them?
1: So Google kind of, in my experience, Google shows those when it doesn't have good local businesses to put in its place. So when it's looking at, I say, you know, someone searches for guitar lessons in in Elk river and Google's like, well, I don't, there's not really any websites that are great. Well, I'm going to show them this directory site. But all that does is show another results page where you've got to go, you know, the user has to go through and look through all the listings and start to call people, whatever. It's like Google sending you to another search engine, which is a very specific search engine, but it's, and Google doesn't love doing that. And so in my experience, when you get your site optimized and you're saying, Hey, I teach guitar lessons in Elk river. Google's like, Oh, thank you. Now I can rank you above, you know, music less, you know, musicteacher.com and lessons.com and all of these other things that are just listing sites. Google's like, finally, somebody says this is what they do. They have an actual website that actually talks about them teaching guitar lessons in Elk river I'm going to send everyone to this, to this website versus sending them to Lessons.com. Now, that being said, list yourself on all of those sites too. If any sites for sure come up on page one when you search for what you do in your city, and you know Lessons.com or any of these places come up, get yourself listed on those. There's no negative to that. Now, some of the places charge to have an upgraded listing. Don't do that. Just get yourself listed. Put your website on there, whatever. Um, But I haven't seen a situation where I've optimized a site where it hasn't gone past those other directory listing sites relatively easily. And some of them are huge national companies. In, In the US, we've got Well, Angie just bought HomeAdvisor, which is a huge, huge thing. I'm working with painting companies and HVAC companies and stuff like that. And they're showing up above these giant multi-billion dollar companies in the search results because Google knows what they are. They're just a listing site versus someone searching for a painter in their town. I'm going to send them to this website versus that another list that somebody has to go through.
0: Yeah, and that's
1: really good to know because I know a lot of people,
0: Guitar Center moves in uh, or uh, School of Rock moves around the corner or any sort of small mom-and-pop business and then a a big conglomerate comes in and you're like, oh, no, they're they're totally going to flog me in the marketing. They've got big budgets and things like that. But they're sometimes limited by their corporate structure or their... uh, a uh, licensee franchise structure, and you can just do so much more to outcompete them and outwork them and eventually get that ranking in the business.
1: Yeah. And the, even those, those ones like guitar center, they give each location one page here, the one page that you can list that they list out everything that this one guitar center location teaches. They don't have lots of great content about teaching guitar lessons in whatever, whatever city they're in, they don't have lots of content about that. They have got, you know, they teach guitar lessons. And so, yeah, guitarcenter.com has a lot of authority with Google because they're a huge company, but their lessons information is not great. And, you know, for sure, you know, those, those big ones, unless they want to spend, I, I know a dance place that does really, really good for their people. And, that every time I go into a working with a dance school that has one of those this other this other franchise type situation, I'm like, oh, that's going to be a hard one to beat because they do really, really good work, but I haven't seen any you know music and arts or school of rock or any of that kind of stuff do well with s e o for their local businesses. they're just relying on their name and people just searching for their name and then that works for them. Great. We'll take everybody that doesn't know the name of the place.
0: I think a lot of our listeners will be relieved to hear that. <laughs> so some some great feedback there. Now my last SEO question, and then we're happy to move on to another topic. For those uh, teachers who have more than one studio or teach more than one instrument, is it better to have one big website for your entire music school or have separate websites for each location and/or instrument that you teach?
1: I would just do one. Even if you have different locations, as long as you're the the name of the business is the same, just have one website and then you just have, you know, let's take for instance, we were looking at, at multiple times during our time uh, having a music school, opening up a different one in a different town with a different name. Uh, but if they were going to be the same name, I would have done you know a page for piano lessons in elk river and then i would have done a page for piano lessons in rogers the name of the other actually where our music school was but um so you would have pages for piano lessons or guitar lessons or violin lessons in each of the cities that you have so you're creating multiple pages multiple pages of content but having it all under one roof gives more authority to your site versus spreading it out In lots of different websites. It just, you you know, you're just taking your authority and spreading it out versus putting all of that under one roof. And then when you have teaching multiple instruments, for sure keep it under one roof. You know, main page, have that be about music lessons in Elk River, and then have a page about guitar lessons in Elk River, have a page about piano lessons in Elk River, about drum lessons in Elk River. All of that is going to help Google understand. Oh, got it. Google will understand. Of course, lots of businesses provide multiple services. They don't just provide one service. And so if you've got that music school that teaches multiple instruments, one website, but separate pages on your site for each one of the services that
0: you offer. Fantastic. And just one last little question uh, for the sake of clarifying things. Let's just say Elk River, is that your location?
1: Yeah, that's the name of the city that I live in. Yeah. So let's just say Elk
0: River is in the center. If there's like Bear River to the north and Badger River to the south, and if there's, north, if there's four surrounding suburbs or, or towns or cities, can you make a page for each of those on the website with similar content or should it be completely reworded to avoid uh, Google penalizing you? Is that a myth or is that a, an actual thing?
1: So absolutely having those other pages on there um google does know where you're located though so it will be you know it's not like oh you're ranked here and now you can rank over there you can and absolutely and i do that for my business for especially for businesses that provide services in people's homes it absolutely makes sense when you have a physical location that people are coming to google's like wait you say that you're in elk river and now you're advertising badger river as well um yeah, the, they'll start to show up if you've got good content and it makes sense and Google can understand it, but it, it's, you're not necessarily going to be able to dominate all those other communities around there. It, you will get listed. You can show up on page one, and if you don't have a lot of competition or your competition in those other communities doesn't know what they're doing with SEO, you can absolutely dominate in those cities as well. Um, so for sure, for sure, for sure, do that. And then you asked the second part of that question and I completely forgot it.
0: Oh, that's okay. So yeah. And just to add to what you said there, I know in rural areas of Australia, we might have like, you know, a town might be a 10 to 15 mile radius, but as you get into the inner city and in the suburbs, like for example, where I am in, uh, in Essendon, you go three kilometers one way and it's another jurisdiction. You go three kilometers the other way, it's another town. So obviously the maps and the proximity features into that.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's the area that we live in is all suburbs. And so, yeah, we had content for all the cities around. So the town that our music school was in was Rogers had about 15,000 people in it. Well, 15,000 people, isn't enough to grow a music school. So we had to reach all the suburbs surrounding us as well. And so making sure that you've got that content that talks about the fact that you provide services for all these other communities as well is absolutely vital. And, um, a huge part of the strategy of, um, search engine optimization.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So the, the up question to that was with the, uh, duplicate page, not duplicate pages, but if if you do the similar pages, how different does the content have to be from, you know, bear river and elk river music lessons or guitar lessons?
1: When Google's concerned about duplicate content, they're concerned about you stealing content from somebody else's website and literally taking a paragraph from somebody else's site and just putting that on yours. And Google's like, wait, that doesn't make sense. So I knew of a business coach that was like, hey, guys, just copy my website for your music schools. And so people were literally just copying the stuff. And then all of a sudden, all of their sites started getting flagged by Google. Like, whoa, this is messed up we google was confused google's like this isn't good so you definitely don't want to copy stuff from other people that's you know thing number one for multitude of reasons it's not ethical You you know there there are copyright violations there are different things that you know could happen with that um but you want to make sure that your content on your website is your own and even if it's just slightly you know take somebody else's content and reword it great, let's do that. That's, that's a wonderful thing to do. Um, But as far as on your own site, it's not as critical. Google is like, great. Yeah, I see. They provide services in Elk River and Bear River and Badger River. And of course, how how different can we make our content? You know, you can't make it that different because you're in different cities. Now, changing up a word here or there is a good idea just to give it a little bit fresh, but don't stress out about having too much so the myth is you can't have any duplicate content on your own site it's okay on multiple sites that's a problem like if i owned a music school in elk river and a different music school in bear river and had a different name for it and had completely different websites even though i own them both the content does would for sure need to be different. You wouldn't want to share content between sites, even if you own them your, yourself. Google doesn't know that. Google doesn't get that. They, they look like completely separate businesses. And that's what Google would would cause problems with duplicate content. Fantastic. Uh, and guys, we
0: definitely want to go and check out Michael's website. Sorry, Chris's website later and. And because he's just he's giving away so much valuable stuff. So I really do appreciate that, Chris, on behalf of the podcast and our listeners. So if you're not writing this stuff down, write it down. And then if you've got any follow-up, definitely I'll link you to Chris's stuff later. But he's definitely knows his stuff. It's full of great advice. And as a means of saying thank you, go and check out his stuff and his content and, and hook up and do business with him. Because from what he's telling you now, he's definitely going to have an impact on your business. Chris, in terms of uh, Google Ads, you mentioned those before. So the SEO is what helps you rank highly and gets a lot of the free traffic. But we also want to dive into Google Ads and a couple of other paid methods as well. So can you tell us about Google Ads and your experience using those?
1: Yeah. So at first, I was really uh, hesitant to use it. I'm like, why would I pay? I was showing up number one on Google. Why would I pay for ads? Why would I pay to get the same list. I'm already at the top. What's the point of this? Well, I was like, all right, I'm going to try to start doing this. And I started paying attention to it. And we had a competitor that was about 45 miles away from us or 45 minutes away from us, but they were a nonprofit. Google gives nonprofits scarily enough, $10,000 every month to spend on Google ads, which is nuts, but they're limited in what they can spend per click and different things like that. Um, but they were like, fine, we'll just target this giant, like hour away radius around them with Google ads because it didn't cost them any money. And hey, if I had that, those resources given to me, I would do the same thing. And so I was like, I wonder if I'm losing to them, even though, I mean, I was in, like I said, 45 minutes away from Minneapolis, a big city in our area. And I was like, why would somebody in my town drive 45 minutes for lessons when I'm already here? Well, maybe they didn't ever get to me. Maybe they just saw that first ad and just clicked on that. We're like, I guess this is where I'm going to go. And so I started running Google ads. And our numbers of people that said they found us on Google kept going up. And I was like, right, this is just weird. I just don't understand why this makes a difference. But there are really two different types of people that are searching on Google. One is like me and Michael, we're like, ads? Nope, not a chance. I'm going down to the organic listings. I want to find a real business that I know is is in my community and everything. I'm just going to scroll down there. And there are other people that are like, first thing that pops up, yep, great, go in there. And then they just reach out to them and get their questions answered, get service from them. And they don't even ever get to the top of the organic listings. And then of course, there's multiple people out there. Some people look at both and move around. But some people are just going after the ads. And I was very, very skeptical. And as I started doing it, I'm like, wow, this is really, really beneficial. And we're getting value out of this. And, you know, for us, each music school, each music student that came to us was worth like $1,200 in, you know, lifetime earnings that we would get out of that. And I'm like, man, I'm spending like, $50 to get these students. Um, yeah, I'll do that all day long, every single day um, to do that. So it was 100% worth it. And the other time where Google Ads is really, really important is when you're not showing up on page one, where maybe you have a brand new website. And brand new websites definitely take longer to show up highly on Google. And you've got a brand new website and you're not there at all, then no one that's searching is finding you having those ads up at the top gives you that opportunity to start getting clients from your website, even before your website is ranking. Even if, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I I work with people that I build their website for them. And then I do search engine optimization and it still takes time to get them to show up highly because it just takes time to get the, the Google juice to start flowing and for Google to recognize it. And so we run Google ads to make sure that they're getting as much value as possible out of what what they're hoping to get out of their business. So um, I love Google ads. I I do both uh, the clients that I work with that have the best results. We're doing both services, SEO and Google ads, and we're getting great results. The other reason why I love Google ads is you can rank in whatever city you want to. You can say, Hey, I want to rank in a city that's 45 minutes away from me. And you just say, Hey, I want to target this zip code, or I want to target this city. And you, as long as your bidding is high enough, you're going to show up in those other cities. So Google ads has so many benefits that I still love it. I value SEO pretty equally with it, but Google ads is very, very valuable. And, um, I've seen some great results, not only for my in my own experience, but for um, businesses that I
0: work with as well. Fantastic! So, I I don't think I've ever met someone who did Google Ads long term and didn't know the benefits of it. I think a lot of people do it for one month and spend fifty bucks and go, "Oh, I didn't really get much out of it." Uh, But as you said, if if you can spend fifty to get twelve hundred, then you've just made eleven hundred and Fifty dollars, so like just how many times you want to put that dollar in the in the game?
1: It's only been beneficial. I've I've worked with dozens and dozens of businesses. So, you know, whether I just set up the account, you know, there's different ways that you can do Google Ads. Some people set it up and just walk away from it and just let it happen. That's not the best, um, but I've done that for people. Or you know, where we manage their account on a on a monthly basis, where we're that's where we're getting better results. But everyone that I've worked with. Has seen good results because you're getting so many more eyeballs on your business name, and even if they don't click on your ad, because I'll do that. Where I won't, I'm not. i am i am the kind of guy that doesn't click on the ads, but I see who's up there in the in the ads, and then as I scroll down, I'm like, oh, they're in the ads, and they're here in the maps, and they're here in the organic listings. This has got to be a good business, whether that's a true statement or not. That's what I think. That's what I feel because I've seen. I haven't seen anybody else more than once. This one obviously has to be the best one. So then I'm for sure going to click on there. And I tend to be nice and not click on their ad because it doesn't need to cost them a couple bucks to get my click um, because I saw them in multiple areas. But whether I did or not, and I bought from them, they wouldn't care. If <laughs> if I clicked on their ad and bought from them, that's more than fine for them, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know whether anyone watching the video when this comes out would notice I just cringe then because like multiple times I'll be like looking over my assistant's shoulder in the office or one of my teachers and say, just go to the website and then they'll click our ad. And I'm
1: like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you
0: yes, for doing that. Yeah. Oh no. And it's like, oh yes, that's where all these extra clicks are coming from. Our students just kind of, because we've got like the online portal. So obviously people, rather than use the direct link, sometimes Google us and then click on the ad to get to our website, to log into their student account. And oh.
1: I will say that I don't target um, business names. So our, the, our music school was called Rogers school of music. That was not a keyword for us. I actually made that exact phrase, a negative keyword so that our ad wouldn't come up because that, uh, that is what happens. Your students are like, Oh shoot, I forgot their phone number. They're, type in your name they just click the first thing that comes up and now you're paying for that The only time I do that is if I notice or if my clients notice because I can't see it not being in their community that their competitors are using their client their, my clients names in their Google ads which I think is really underhanded and there's no reason to do that if someone is searching for me by my by name or they're searching for my competitor by name, Go to my competitor. That's who you wanted to go to. I've, and I have no ill will towards my competitors. I have no ill will towards competing businesses. They're just trying to provide for their family too. Awesome. Let's all provide for our families. So I don't like the, I'm going to use someone else's keywords and my ads. But if someone else is using mine, I of course, I'm going to use mine because I don't want to lose out. I don't want them to be stealing from me. I'm going to protect what's my own. But I don't. I we try to use those as negative keywords as as long as we can, so that we don't waste money in those situations where it's your staff or it's your current students that are just clicking on that.
0: That's that's very. I'm going to run that as my experiment for this month is just to put my name as a negative keyword and see if that (laughs) reduces the uh, the amount of accidental clicks and things. Yeah, That'll that'll be my biggest takeaway from this podcast among the millions of things that you've given us. Now, I think some of our listeners might not even realize that when you do sign up for Google Ads, they kind of assign someone to your account to get a basic setup. And my experience is they know what they're doing and they know how to set up ads, but they don't really know your target audience. And so they just do a broad, let's get you the most things possible, but it's not really specific and you don't necessarily get um, the best kind of clientele or, or... necessarily uh, connect with your niche. So your experience as, a, as an online marketer, are there any Google ads hacks or, or things we should be aware of when we're setting up our own ads that the Google people aren't going to optimize for?
1: Yeah. So first thing is I get calls all the time saying, hey, do you manage this account? We have some ideas to help, to help increase the conversions or increase whatever on their account. I'm like, nope, I don't want any help because Google's looking out for themselves as they should. That is what, you know, and Google ads is how they make their billions. Let's be clear. That's how they make so much money. And they're looking out for themselves. And so some of the things that they want you to set up are some automations and different things, or, Hey, we've got some recommendations that we're automatically going to apply. Well, when I first saw those, I was like, awesome. Google's got is just going to put their recommendations into the system, and my it's going to be rolling even better. Sometimes those weren't great. They would change up headlines. They would change up descriptions for things that they thought were going to be better, but were ended up being negative. So I never take anything, any recommendations, automatically applied recommendations from Google. I look at all of their recommendations. I look to see, all right, what are they recommending? Oh, you know what? That might be a great idea. I'm going to throw that in as a potential opportunity here, but I don't just blindly say, oh, Google recommended it. I'm going to do it. The other thing that I'd never do is um, smart campaigns. In the past, if you used, uh, well, and they keep changing their name. They were Google AdWords. Now they're just Google Ads. But they had something called Google AdWords Express, and it was this super easy way for you to get ads running. And you would say, hey, I'm willing to spend 400 bucks a month on ads. And bam, you would spend $400 every single month, regardless of how many clicks that you got. It was always $400 a month. And it's the same thing with smart campaigns. Google, you're basically giving Google at the beginning of the month what your monthly budget is. Hey, I'm willing to spend $400. You're basically giving that to them and then they're spending it for you. By showing your ad on all sorts of platforms, not just on Google search, but on display ads and things like that, that have nothing to do with you. People are like, why is there an ad for a guitar teacher here in the middle of rock climbing equipment? Doesn't make sense. Right. And so as easy as those things are, and I love how easy they are that they get can allow us to get our feet wet. I've never seen anyone that's had great results with AdWords Express or Google Ads Smart Campaigns. So, stay away from utilizing all of Google's recommendations just blindly and utilizing their systems to help create stuff. Create stuff yourself and it 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 is more in depth, it is more difficult. It does take more work. It does take um more time and energy and everything to create all of these things yourself and there are a million and one different youtube videos on how to set up your google ads account and everything and they're the majority of them are very very good when i first started getting into google google ads well, I was google adwords back then i watched lots of videos to try to figure out how to do stuff how to make you know do my get my ads working the best and then the thing that i would say that we have to really Focus our minds on and this was when my wife and I were working together, she was like, "You've got to pay attention to this all the time, is 90 percent of our target audience is moms. I know that there are dads out there searching. I do know that there are some teenagers out there that are searching for stuff on their own, but still, the majority of the people out there looking for lessons are moms. And so talk to the mom in those ads. Don't just say, we will rock your face off. Well, not not what a mom's looking for for their seven-year-old that wants to play their little pink acoustic guitar to Taylor Swift, right? That's not what they're looking for. They want, you know, hey, we've got fun and encouraging teachers. Hey, we've got security cameras. We've got, you know, we, we're super safe in how we deal with all of our, all of our lessons. We've got windows in all of our doors, you know, but speak to what moms want to hear. And that's the thing that Google has no clue about. They're not marketers. They're, they're Uber nerds. So I'm just a regular nerd, but I'm a marketing nerd. And they're just straight technical. You've got to pull back from the technical stuff. And be like, okay, what is my target audience? What does my target audience want to hear before they click on my ad? So make your headlines um, attractive to moms, and then make sure you write really good descriptions. You know, pay attention. You know, spend time writing the content. They only give you you know thirty characters for headlines and ninety characters for descriptions. Use up that space. Take your time and write out some good content for that. It's only going to help you. And then the other thing that I would say is only spend what you're comfortable spending. You can start small. I have I have clients that paid me to run their ads and they were only running ads for $150 a month. They were paying me more than that to, to run their ads, but they were only comfortable paying that amount. And we've just slowly grown that as their music school has grown as they've started to see the value in it, they see the validity in it, they're starting to get more and more students. So you don't have to start with a budget of $500. Don't start with a budget of $50 because that's not going to get you very much. If you can start with $100, $150, $150 would probably be the minimum that I would recommend. But just and know that it's going to take a couple months of working with it to, to get it figured out and everything. But it will work. I, I, I haven't worked with any music school where it hasn't worked.
0: Yeah, some really, really solid advice. And the, the biggest thing I can say is just get started. Uh, SEO is important, but the Google Ads will allow you to get to that top position straight away which is really important when you're just getting started out. Sometimes you just got to get people in through the door as early as possible. Absolutely.
1: You You got to start making money to spend money, right? They always talk about you got to spend money to make money. Well, but you got to make money to spend money too, right? You've got to start, you know, you've got to get students in the door. And Google Ads is a great way, can be very inexpensive. I mean, I would spend $150 every single day to get a new student. Yeah, I know it takes... A few months to recoup that exact initial investment, but you know that you're going to get them for a year or maybe two years on average. Awesome. You're making a couple thousand dollars on that $150 investment and a $150 investment could get you two or three students. And so it just multiplies from there. So I'm a hundred percent am on board with, you know, making money to spend money, but then you do have to spend money to make money. So it's the balancing act of that. So don't go into debt on Google ads thinking, Oh, Chris said, man, he got to run, got to run Google ads. I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on ads to build up my guitar studio. Oh man, that is not what I am saying. You can start small and then you can build at our peak. We were only spending 600 bucks a month on ads. And it was working for us, and that was where I was comfortable and the The growth ratio that we were that we were seeing was what we were looking for and That's what we ended up having and so just start spending where you're comfortable and what you can do, and I think that you'll have success with that
0: yeah, some really, really solid advice and Is it worth pointing out the fact that you grew into it, you didn't start at six hundred and You've optimized your ads. You've learned more. You've developed the ways of doing things and refined the process as you've gone. So you don't have to dive straight yeah. into six hundred. You, you grow into that no. as you get more experienced.
1: Absolutely. I think when we first started, we were spending two hundred bucks a month, and then we were figuring things out. And you know, it took a couple months for us to get our first student from Google Ads, and then things just started to snowball from there. And then we're like, okay, let's let's bump that up a little bit. Let's keep going. And then we just slowly kept going up over the course of like five or six years from 200 to 600 well we were probably doing 600 for a couple years at the end but still it took a took a few years for us to continue to increase that budget and the other thing too is we kind of know when the high enrollment season is so i would fluctuate my budget too so i would spend six seven hundred dollars a month you know in august and september when all the students were coming back for fall lessons and then in October and November, which are weird months, I'm in Minnesota, so it gets really cold. But so those are fall sport months. They're, you know, we have to get fall sports in before the snow flies. <laughs> you know, we're not playing soccer in the snow. And so um, we have to, you know, so those two months were kind of hard for people enrolling for lessons. So I didn't spend as much money on Google ads during those months. And then it turned into December and January and people were like, oh man, winter's here for the next few months. Let's get into some lessons. Let's get into something. So we'd spend more in December and January. And so we would, our ad spend would kind of ebb and flow with when we knew people were wanting to sign up for lessons. So you don't always, you know, right now it's March. This isn't a great time this, you know, we might get a student or two, you know, depending on the size of your school, but come May and June is when we would start to see a huge increment. So don't spend a lot of money now or spend time now trying to figure things out. And then when things start to get towards summer enrollment time, then, you know, start putting the money in there and start to start to increase that. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, Chris, I really do appreciate the
0: wealth of knowledge you've shared and your expertise on behalf of Top Music and all our listeners. Where can we find out a bit more about what you do and connect with you or even sign up for some of your services?
1: Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook. You can just search Chris Hickel. There's a couple of us, but I'm the only good-looking one. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm the only one that looks like me. Um, or you can search for Never Alone Business Services. You can find that uh, link, you know, that on Facebook and and reach out to me there. Or you can obviously go to my website at NeverAloneBusinessServices.com.
0: Fantastic. And we'll make sure we have all the links wherever you're listening to the podcast whether that's Spotify, our website directly or wherever you are listening from, and you'll have access to all those links for Chris. So Chris, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. And to our listeners, make sure you check out Chris's services. If you're interested, hit him up on Facebook or visit his website and send him an email. This stuff works. It's very, very important. And me as someone who coaches other people, everything Chris has said has been spot on and he can deliver it much better than I can. So check out his stuff. We'll even see if we can uh, hook something up through Top Music. Guys, remember we've got our 50th episode coming up as well. So if you'd like to be on the 50th episode with a guitar teaching tip, make sure you find that link wherever you're listening to the podcast and get your tip in before the 15th of April. Chris, thank you so much for coming on board and we will see you in a future episode, hopefully. Thanks.
1: Fantastic. Look forward to it.
0: If you enjoy this show and want to hear more of our work be sure to subscribe to this podcast for links and resources mentioned in this episode including a free ebook on how to find more guitar students visit us at www.topmusic.co guitar or check out the show notes and lastly thanks again for listening and we'll see you in the next episode